Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let everyone know I am not a therapist, I'm not a counselor, and I'm not a doctor. So if you are struggling and you're in a very dark spot, please reach out to one of those individuals to get help. If you can find a Christian counselor, a Christian psychologist, or therapist, that is always the most helpful to me. But reach out to someone and get the help you need. Number one thing is God has big plans for you here on this earth, and He wants you here. I want you here. So that is number one. Okay, let's jump in. Hey, all, welcome to the Unqualified But Qualified podcast, or the UBQ, where you can listen to get a dose of inspiration to help you find your purpose and live out your big dreams with Jesus Christ. I'm Stacey Walker, a mom, a jingle writer, and a Christian with a passion for helping other women and writing and singing music for the Lord. I'll be singing to you and walking alongside you as we ask Jesus to prepare us to do the big things he's calling us to do. He doesn't disqualify you, sister, so don't you disqualify yourself. Let's go. You sent singers into battle and tax collectors to spread the news. That woman at the well, well, she's all right by you. They weren't too far gone for your life to get through. If you can use them for good, you can use me too. It's through your grace. I'm alive, I'm alive. So use me, Lord, though I'm unqualified. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the UBQ. Um, I'm excited that you're here and joining me today. Um, We're going to be talking about how to combat the negative and live in our God-given power as His children. Um, I hope you've been praying to God a lot lately, asking for your purpose on this earth with Him, if you don't know that already. Um, if you listen to the last episode, uh, you may start to realize that it kind of this, this idea that it's hard to hear from God if there are a ton of distractions in your life, especially if those distractions don't line up with um, what God wants for us and some biblical principles. Um, this was a really hard lesson for me. Um, I realized at a point, uh, um, that I couldn't both live in this world. Um, I was engaging, I had a boyfriend who I've loved, we were having sex, and then I started to be convicted about it, that this, this wasn't right. I felt farther away from God. I felt more anxiety. Um, And I kept praying about it and kept hearing the same thing. So um, one of the harder choices I've ever had to make in my life was to walk away from somebody who I loved. Um, He loved God, but we were on different pages about being convicted about sex before marriage. And so where he was in his walk with Christ was different than where I was. So whether it's a relationship where you're not honoring God and you're being convicted about that, um, it's kind of tugging at you, um, or you are gossiping all the time with a really fun group of friends, or you're getting really close to God Sunday through Thursday, and then you're going hog wild and drinking and doing hookups on the weekend. Oh gosh, I'm over those stages. That's That was long ago. But um, those things are real. Those things are going to pull you away from Jesus. And they're going to pull you away from God's path and what he wants for you and the peace and the mental health that he wants you to have. And it's not because he's trying to punish you for doing those things. It's honestly because 
his plan is greater, grander, um, more honoring, more loving, more more good. And he has this plan for you. And when we try to take it out of his hands and do and put it into our hands and live in our own will, we're going to have a harder, rockier time when things get tough or when um, thoughts come up, negative thoughts. So um, you might be asking, how does this lead back to negative thinking and combating negative thoughts? Well, I've come to, to find that until I got right with Jesus, um, this doesn't mean, let's do a caveat here. It doesn't mean being perfect or living perfect because nobody can or or does do that except for Jesus. It means like when you are convicted of something, when something is tugging at you, when something feels off, when something's constantly giving you anxiety, when these are all signs, these are all flags, um, or if it's a habitual sin that has taken hold in your life, until you get those big strongholds, those footholds, out of your life, it's going to be really hard to receive that peace that Jesus wants to give to you, that he has waiting for you. And um, in my past, I've struggled with anxiety since I was like 15 years old, terrible anxiety and panic attack. And I didn't know what it was as a teenager. And I found out and then I've had on and off periods, you know, of the anxiety. Um, And I tried everything and some things would help, but nothing would fully heal. Um, therapy really helps, um, certain supplements really helped EEG, um, which is like a neurofeedback really helped, but nothing fully healed until I kept praying and knocking and Jesus fully has healed me. Thank God. I'm so grateful. And it, it's been a long path. Um, so seeing Jesus as psychologist, he needs to be in the formula. He needs, he's number one in the formula of healing and healing our minds, healing our bodies, healing our souls, healing our pain. Um, and that comes to mental health too. And I was just listening to another podcast that said even the secular research shows that people who believe in God have better mental health. So God is a real part of our mental health that's been left out of this like postmodern society or whatever, post-postmodern, I don't know what stage you're living, what crazy time this is called, but um Anyway, one up, going to a Bible verse that is very strengthening and super helpful. Um, Philippians 4, 8. I'm trying to memorize it right now. It is hard because there's a lot of similar words. These words can all be used, I heard um, at my church from the pastor. In different parts of our lives, we can zero in and focus in on one or two of these words at different places in our lives. But the overall theme is what I want you to take in because it's even if you don't memorize it, you can use this, you can remember this verse and what it means, and it can help you combat um, anxiety and negative cycles, negative thinking patterns in your life. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And that's like a litmus test, right? You just, a thought comes in from the enemy and it's like, is it good? Is it praiseworthy? Is it, is it doing glory to God? Is it, is it, is it lovely? Is it beautiful? Is it right? All these things. And I don't have to know, memorize the exact words, but I am trying to memorize this so I can give it to my kids, like so I can teach it to them so they'll have it in them. But knowing this principle um, is so important. 
And it's also good if you're struggling with mental health to bring out Philippians 4, 8 and just like tape it onto your TV when you're deciding what to watch because what you pour in to your head, you might think it's not doing any damage or adding to your negativity or your dark thoughts, but TV and music and what we listen to and read and see, that all becomes a part of of it's in our brains. It's cycling. It's adding to either the good or the negative. So be really careful and guard your mind. Guard your mind from like, I want to see C-R-A-P, but filth that you're like, that sounds so old fashioned, filth. That sounds so old fashioned, but like junk. How about junk? Don't, you don't watch stuff that's junk. That's cause, even if it seems like, oh, you know, I have fear about work payments and anxiety about work. And this is fear about abduction or drug creating like people who mix drugs and run drug cartels. It's totally different, but is it pure what you're watching? Is it admirable? Is it lovely? Is it excellent? And of course, there's going to be some um, documentaries we want to we want to keep knowledgeable, and there's going to be some dark things. So we can't have our heads in the sand. We need to know things and have God um, help us with hearing things that are dark. But I just think our culture we're saturated in in darkness, especially TV and Netflix and all of those things. Like, just there's a lot of good on there, but there's a lot of negative, a ton that people just soak in and seep up and digest and like just like feed me more of this dark these dark ideas it's just like constantly okay so going back to um trying to reflect on ourself and the habitual sins that maybe we're living in that we don't realize let's um ask the lord jesus please search me lord see if there's anything i'm doing or partaking in habitually that's toxic or separating me from you please lord jesus um, forgive me and help me to stop doing those things. And, um, when you ask that and God starts revealing those things to you, sometimes it's hard to stop them. Um, like with breaking up with my boyfriend, I had to keep asking him and asking him because I didn't like the answer I was getting from God. I was like, are you sure? Maybe I'm not hearing this right. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I kept like seeing signs on the freeway and like friends would tell me something and like songs. I'm like, uh, are you sure, God? Like maybe I'm just, I'm getting to, you know, I'm misinterpreting this, you know? I like really didn't want to hear that. I really didn't want to hear no for that relationship. Um, so I remember going to church one day and just sitting there and bawling because it was like such a clear no by then. I kept asking and asking. It was so clear that I had to um, break break it off with this guy who I do believe is on the path, a great path with, with Jesus. He just, he and I aren't on the same, uh, at the same point right now with our convictions. Um, so that was what made it hard because he went to church and liked Christian music, but then when it came to these convictions, we split with, with the like literal, um, interpretation of God's will for us versus the, you know, like, okay, well that, that rule is more of a take it or leave it rule. If you love somebody and if you want to eventually be with them, that's a take it or leave it rule, but it hurts our souls. It hit, um, so whatever sin it could be, it could be hidden. It could be something, but it keeps breaking us off from God. And so if we don't realize it, 
um, we just feel more scared all the time, more anxious. It leaves us open to more fear, more negativity because we don't have our connection as much with God. And then we ask for forgiveness, we come back. But especially habitual things, um, constant gossiping that you enjoy, you know, something that you, you might feel like it's wrong, but you keep going back to it or getting drunk. Like you, you don't drink, you don't drink, you don't drink. And then you get really wasted. And sometimes you don't remember the next, that night or what happened, or you hook up with guys, um, anything like that, where you can tell it's a pattern. That's what you want to ask Lord, um, either to show you, Um, keep asking him to show you what it is or to heal you. And when you have the desire to do it again, that's when you have to pray into God. Oh, I'm feeling so weak right now, Jesus. And I do this all the time. I'm like, Lord God, I'm feeling weak. I just want to do this thing really badly. Lord Jesus, just be with me right this second, Lord. Please, please be with me. Strengthen me. And he hasn't failed yet. Like he comes through, you know, and the more you say yes to him, the more you feel that because you're walking with him. He doesn't want to leave you. He'll never leave you in a lurch. Like you're walking with him. You're being obedient to him, not because he's some tyrant, but because he wants you to be like a 12 out of 10. He wants you to have everything because you're his daughter and he loves you more than you could ever imagine. Yeah. So he wants that for you. He's gonna come through for you. Just keep asking and keep praying. But like I said, once I got on the path of of more obedience, he. I ask for for his help in those moments of weakness that, that I have. I'm just like, I'm feeling it, feeling like I really want to do whatever that thing is. Jesus, please, please be with me right this second. Strengthen me right now, Lord God. And he's he comes through. So that I feel like when we stop those habitual. Um, sins when we when we stop those things even if we don't know we're doing them those habitual i'm not talking perfect we always are going to slip up and make a mistake here or say something here we're never going to get to perfect but these are the things that have a, a foothold in in our lives then we um we get to receive that peace that passes all understanding and it doesn't mean the devil stops attacking you or sending you negative thoughts but you become more and more um Victoria, like you're the victor over them more and more. So we're trying to, let's say we're trying to find our heavenly purpose. We're trying to walk it. Um, we already know it and we're trying to walk it. The devil's going to barrage us with fearful thoughts. And you know the ones, you know these thoughts. You're too old to start this. You are, you're going to miss out on this perfect guy if you don't sleep with him first because he's going to move on. Um, or you'll never get a man. Here's one. Here's one. You'll never get a normal guy. Is anybody, is this just me? Or it's like, I don't want a guy that's like a crazy Christian. I want a guy who's totally passionately in love with Jesus, but not a weirdy. And there's weirdos in every, like every, everywhere. And so I think the devil's feeding me that, oh, you know, if you get somebody who's willing to wait till marriage, he's going to be so serious. He's not going to know how to laugh. He's going to take himself so seriously, so rulesy and not fun and not know how to make you laugh. That's a lie from the devil too, because the Lord has somebody for everybody. The Lord has somebody right, and he can find the person. He already knows the person for you. So don't let these thoughts um, get you. Other thoughts like on your walk, um, if you're not cutthroat enough at work like some of the other people, you're not going to get the promotions. You're going to be looked over. Um, Maybe a lie would be 
you're ridiculous for being so Christian-y. Um, like it's just a little too much. And people from high school are going to be like, well, what, did, what, ooh, like what happened to her? She's way out there, you know? Um, what you're doing is going to fail. You're going to look like an idiot. You're only going to get 10 likes on Instagram, you know? But when these thoughts come through, like let's go back to the to Philippians and ask, are they true? Not by the world's standards, but are they true in God's eyes? Are they noble? Like, are they just? Or are these thoughts self-serving? You know, sometimes thinking about how I look um, to others, it's like, that's my old ego. That's my, that's my old self, you know, before God saying, you have to look cool. You have to look right. You have to look perfect. And you might be looking a little too out there by being so on fire for, for God. But if they're not from God, if, if they don't line up with those, those truths, they're probably a lie from the enemy. So one book that really, really helped me that I want to highly recommend to anyone suffering with anxiety or depression, anybody, is um, Get Out of Your Head by Janine Allen. Um, and it was really the first book that began to open my eyes to the fact that just maybe, just possibly, my brain wasn't completely messed up. That I maybe I'm not made to be this anxious person. This, oh yeah, you were just born with this anxiety. You'll never get rid of it. This is just who you are. You it's because your mom, it's because your dad had this, and you'll never, you're always gonna have this. This is in your DNA or whatever, whatever people want you to believe. Um my negative thinking patterns, I truly believe, came from a lifetime of practicing giving the devil a lot of ground. Um, and when I started realizing some biblical truths, like Second um, Timothy one seven, for God has not given us a spirit of f- fear, but of power and of love and of a sound or disciplined mind. So that is the truth. That is the truth that God is speaking into you. And this book, um, Get Out of Your Head, opened my eyes to that truth that. I have given the devil so much ground and I have started to believe that there was no hope for me, that I was just an anxious person. I was just born that way and I couldn't be rewired. And that was a lie. Um, So I am here to say that very, very exciting. Jesus has set me free from anxiety disorder. He has healed me. Um, And there are points, points in my life where things got really dark. I wasn't close to God. Um, I was still praying to Jesus, but I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't in a Bible study group or in Christian community. And I counted myself as a Christian, but I wasn't doing much to be close to God or use the weapons that the Lord has given us to defend ourselves against these mental attacks. Um, So I want each of you to know that wherever you are in your, your walk, there's no shame. And also there's no shame in, in getting help for people because God also puts people around us. That's Christian therapists or, um, or if you really need medicine because you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, that, that is, there's no shame, but I'm saying there's hope. So I'm not saying if you're in a dark place and you're in a place where you need that help, there is absolutely no shame. But as you walk with God and start the rhythms with Jesus, 
I, I believe he's going to start healing you from the inside out. You just keep working on those rhythms, on, on getting into Christian community, on being supported by other Christian women, on reading the word, on getting into a Bible study, on praying, and you keep asking, you keep knocking, Lord Jesus, heal me completely. Take this off of me. Help me to get to a place where I'm so healed where I don't need to be on medication anymore if it's something that that's something you want. If it's something you your dream is to be healthy without it, I believe in it. I believe it for you. Just keep praying into it and doing the rhythms. So it's not just prayer, it's it's how we live our lives. It's asking God, show me where I am disconnecting from you. I'm choosing my will over yours and I'm splitting myself off. I'm turning my back on you so that I can stop that and turn towards you. So um, taking the next steps, I, de- I definitely recommend getting the book um, that, I, that I mentioned, Get Out of Your Head. And also um, I'm going to pray for you now. The song um, that I wrote that I'm posting with this episode it's a song called um, Loving Me Still, and it was um, inspired by a podcast um, that I had heard, um, and I will link that podcast onto, uh, into the show notes, and I'll link, um, she, the gal talked about um, that we need from the Lord our daily bread how she got her confidence, which you can say confidence is part of mental health too, because low self-esteem is the opposite of confidence. So confidence, where she gets her security, where she gets her safety, and you can say mental health. She said it's not just a one and done prayer. She goes to the mirror every morning. She goes to God every morning. She says, Lord Jesus, help me to see in the mirror what you see in me. Give me this day my daily bread. And so the words in the song Give me this day my daily bread. Replace what I see. Put your crown on my head. Out of my pity, darkness, doubting, and strife, you give me reasons to praise your grace in my life. The chorus is hallelujah. You're loving me still. And I think that is such an important thing to to remember as we struggle with negative thinking. In the morning when we wake up, ask God for your daily bread. Ask him for your portion. Ask him for your mental health portion, not just your paycheck. Ask him for your confidence in him. Ask him, you know, it says pray without ceasing. In the morning, ask him for that and then hang on to that. Um, that's the other, the other recommendation. So I just want to um, pray into you right now as, um, as we wrap up this episode. Dear Jesus... Thank you for this woman who is listening right now. Thank you for her willingness and her want and her desire to make herself better, to heal, to get healthier, Lord Jesus. That's why she's here, to get closer to you, to get healthier. Lord God, I pray if she's struggling with any mental health issues, maybe it's been in her family forever, maybe it's a new thing from a trauma, Jesus, I ask that you, Lord God, send your Holy Spirit into her as a balm, a healing balm on her soul, into her body, Lord God. Pour your peace, passes all understanding. When these negative thoughts come to attack her, please, Jesus, you have her ask, is this from God, Lord Jesus? 
thoughts. Is this thought from God? And if it's not from God, if it's causing her fear and stress and anxiety and doubt and self-hate and self, um, if, and it's causing confusion, please cast it out, Jesus. Help her to shut that down. Cast it out in your holy name and get and lean into you, Lord God. Go back to Philippians and try to focus on whatever is good whatever is just, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. Lord Jesus, bring her back to you. Help her to, um, to create this discipline. This is a practice, Lord God. It's a daily thing with daily bread. Help her to create the discipline in her mind to start shutting down those negative thoughts and focusing on those positives, the truth that you have given her. She is so loved, Lord God. Thank you for her. And thank you for this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. I believe for your healing. I believe for your complete healing. I 100% know God can do it. So keep walking with him. Hopefully this episode helped. And we'll see you next time.